Welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. Um, today, we wanted to speak about something that is very central to um, our, our business here, and that is our mission statement. So what are we kind of aiming at? Uh, you know, what's the goal? Why, why are we here? Um, we'll break down our mission statement kind of piece by piece, and uh, all of us kind of put our two cents in as we go. So I'm going to pitch it over to Coach Eric, and um, he's going to let you know what we're all about here at Primal Athletics. All right. So the, the mission statement we've had for a long time now um, is our mission at Primal Athletics is to create a supportive environment for people to improve their lives, no matter their beliefs, attributes, or current fitness levels. Uh, we provide a place to pursue health and fitness in the safest, most effective way possible through expert leadership, allowing our community to thrive into their 90s. So that encapsulates a lot. So we can kind of go through like maybe each piece at a time. So it starts with a supportive environment. For me, that's super important. Creating a culture of support. Creating a culture of support is, is going to be the best way to, to get progress for everybody. And there's a saying I, I heard a couple of years ago, if the goal isn't to make or the goal isn't to get a bigger piece of the pie. The goal is to make the pie bigger. And I think that mindset is just huge. And yeah, I just, I, I thought it was important to have that be a, a big part of the mission statement to kind of kick it off. I feel like if, if there was like a foundational, you know, we, we have like the hierarchy of fitness that we teach in elements uh, where, you know, nutrition is the base. If there was like a hierarchy of, of um, the CrossFit box, I think close to the bottom, if not the absolute bottom, that foundation piece would be, you know, culture of the community and the community strength itself. Like without that piece, it doesn't really matter what else you do. Uh, like you can have, you know, the, the most skilled coaches, you can have top tier athletes, you can have, you know, 300 members, but if the community isn't together, and, and they're not supporting each other and they don't really care about each other's progress. Then it's kind of like a, a zero sum game. And, and without that piece, there's, it's hard to really see the whole thing flourish. I, I love that support is the, one of the first pieces of our mission statement, because it's so important for everybody to hear whether you're someone walking into a CrossFit gym for the first time or someone who's been here for 10 years for the newbie walking in, it's important to know that there is support here for you, whether it's from the coaches or from your, your fellow athletes right next to you in your lane Everyone here has a common goal of becoming a little bit better than yesterday. And everyone here wants to see you succeed as well. And when it comes to people who have been here for two, three, five, ten years, it's important to remember what it's like to come into that gym for the first time. At one point, you were that newbie as well. And it was scary to sign up and come in for your first class. And you were kind of the, the one that was sticking out a little bit. Maybe you didn't have all the CrossFit gear on that everybody else had. So it's important to remember no, no matter how long you're in this community to, to bring those new people in say hi to them when they first walk in, show them that support. And that might keep them for years and that might change their life in the future. So that support piece really is the, like Tyler said, that foundation, the community, the culture in our community. And uh, we're so blessed to have such an amazing community at both locations where they're very tight knit, but at the same time, super 
open and accepting to new people. And I, I, I don't know of that kind of culture in many other places outside of CrossFit gyms. And I think it's built off of that support. So I'm, I'm, I like that that's our first piece is like when you walk in here, you know, we got your back. Yeah. The, uh, I think CrossFit created a really cool element where even in the sport or just in a regular CrossFit class, there's this element of supporting people, but also competing with them. And I think that's a, a really cool part of CrossFit because if you think of someone's mindset where they want the other person to fail so that they can appear better or they can appear stronger, fitter, whatever, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a mindset that's not going to see big progress. Whereas if you, if this person next to you, you want them to succeed. Um, but at the same time you want to beat them, you know, that's kind of a cool element because it's, you're, you're always pushing each other and uh, you always want the best. I thought Ben Bergeron had a cool quote where he said, Matt Frazier leaving the games is, is bad for everybody because he, he was someone that, everybody wanted to be, you know, and so him leaving, you know, it might give an opportunity for someone to, to take first place, but at the same time, it's, it's almost sad in a way because now no one has that person that they're trying to be, you know? And even like, you can, you can see how it manifests in the sport of fitness, like very seldom in other sports, do you see, you know, two or three people finish and then they turn around and clap and cheer on the people right behind them. It's like, I think that's something that's very unique about CrossFit at all levels, um, as you're saying, is, you know, wanting wanting everybody to elevate yeah. because you're going to elevate your game. And that's what speaks to the success, not only at that level, but at the just the health in your, your local box level, too, is think about how many people we have come in here who have tried everything. They've been to every style gym in the world and nothing's ever stuck with them. But then CrossFit sticks. And there might be a few factors that, that go into that. But I think that main factor, again, is that support in that community. Because if you walk into other gyms, your, your typical style gym, you walk in, you say hi to somebody at the front desk, you scan your card, and then it's just earphones in. Everyone's kind of worrying about themselves, looking at themselves in the mirror. No one's really chatting with each other or supporting each other. If anything, if you see someone lifting more than you, maybe you give them a dirty look kind of thing. So that doesn't lead to that support and that success that we're offering here, too. And that's why I think people are so successful here and stick around for such a long amount of time and why we have so many members that have been here for five plus years. And then the, the next piece is to improve their lives. So I thought this is a, an important differentiator between just improving their fitness, because I think all, the ultimate goal is to improve their lives through fitness, right? And we've seen that over and over again. I don't even know if this was by design on originally, but it's it's been pretty awesome to see people coming in and getting promotions their relationships get healthier you know their their moods get better their anxiety depression decreases that those kind of things that you might not necessarily think of by starting a fitness program i think those are almost the most important even though they're not necessarily the first thing you think of when you think of crossfit i always talk about fitness specifically crossfit obviously as a vehicle for self-improvement and for growth like it's that in itself the training you know the physical aspect of it that's a huge benefit but kind of like what you're saying eric is you know these mental emotional spiritual social gains that you make and that develop the discipline that you can develop through this type of you know training protocol it it outweighs it's priceless like there's there's no amount of you know weight on your back squat or 
percentage of body fat or any of that physical stuff that's going to that's even going to come close to the mental well-being you're going to you know establish and the emotional and spiritual control and calmness that you get out of this and i think that 100% is the best part of crossfit i love that crossfit has this built into their methodologies almost they kind of give you a, a blueprint like the hierarchy of fitness if you're doing those things, it's also kind of the hierarchy of improving your life, your life and, and leading a happy, fulfilling life. If you've, for anyone who's new and who has done the elements program with me, you've heard me give this spiel before, but I always like to draw out that hierarchy of fitness. And right at the top there, I just crossed out sport and put health. Uh, because like you said, everything you do there is going to lead to overall better health. The fact that we have this unique product that can, and we know for a fact, change your health, I think is, is just so amazing. I always like to think back to an early CrossFit Journal article, and the quote says, the needs of the professional athlete and the needs of the elderly differ by degree and not kind. And what that means is a professional athlete could get a lot of benefit out of doing Olympic weightlifting for speed, explosiveness, power production, force production, uh, whatever it may be in their specific sport. But that professional athlete's grandmother should also be doing Olympic weightlifting. Maybe it's at a much lighter load. Maybe it's with a PVC pipe or a broomstick, but that can help that grandparent uh, work on balance, proprioception, their body awareness, strengthening bone density. So the fact that we have this product that can change people's lives, that can change people's health from start to finish. I mean, we work with kids who are 12, 13 years old, up into people who are in their 70s and 80s. And and it's, it's cool to see the mix of those in class. And we know we can help everybody. And everyone's kind of doing their own thing at their own skill level. But we have this amazing product that can change lives and, and can move those health markers in the right direction and, and add years to your life at the end of the day. So next, no matter their beliefs, attributes, or current fitness level. So this is a kind of multi-part, but it's kind of saying no matter who you are coming into the gym, like we want to, we want to be able to help you as long as you have the right attitude and, mm -hmm. and the drive. So I, I think a, a big part of this too, is creating a community with diversity of thoughts and beliefs, religions, attributes, fitness level. I think that actually makes the community better. We wrote this, I wasn't necessarily, necessarily thinking about it, but in the last like, you know, year, four years, you know, between politics and COVID and all that, it's, it's really shown how it's so easy to create these like bubbles of group think and, and no, nobody really questions or argues with you. And if they do, then you cut them out of your lives. And um, I think that this community where, you know, you can have conversations and still, you know, respect people people face-to-face -face is a, is a very important part. And so it might not have been intentional when we wrote this, but I think it's uh, in the last year or two, it's, it's really shown how important that part of it is. Yeah. It's like when I think of, you know, preconditions for, for people who want to step into a CrossFit box and I go down the list of like, all right, what, what really should a person bring to the table? It's like one thing. Like if, if somebody walks in here and they have a desire to grow, the rest of it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they look like. doesn't matter how old they are. doesn't matter if they've ever picked up a weight in their life. doesn't matter if, you know, they're, you know, disabled. doesn't matter if they're beyond their prime or whatever they think. If they have a desire to grow, then they're in the right place and we can help them do that. And I think our, our communities here speak to that just you know, looking at the diversity of members in all different areas, uh, you know, competency level, skill level, age, all that stuff. And, and everybody kind of doing the same thing with the same goal. And that goal is to just be better. 
I, I think that the diversity of a CrossFit gym is something that kind of takes people back at first when they first walk in because they may have had some some preconceived notions about what CrossFit is. And maybe they thought it was just a bunch of 20-year-old dudes with their shirt off with six packs because that's what the media told them. But I think it's uh, it's amazing if you walk into a CrossFit gym anywhere in the world, you're going to see those 20-year-old guys, but you're also going to see mothers, fathers, grandparents, any color you can think of, any belief system you can think of, uh, people in, in one class that have a million different beliefs. And it's just, it's so cool to see that that melting pot inside our CrossFit gym. And I don't know from a fitness standpoint, if you can really find that elsewhere. And I know this is kind of a broad stroke, but I think if you walk into a, a powerlifting gym, you can kind of picture who you're going to see inside of there. If you think of a kickboxing gym, you can kind of picture who you think you're going to see inside of there. But in a CrossFit gym, it, it's, there's no, there's no cookie cutter person for a CrossFit gym. It's it, every walk of life is inside of here. And I think that's what makes it so cool. And Speaking off of what Eric said, I think some of the, the better conversations I've had with members have been over this past year. And while for some tensions have been very high over the last year, I think at least, at least I can speak for here that it's been a great time for people to converse and open their minds to other belief systems. And while you may not fully agree with someone else, you can kind of get an idea of where they're coming from. And we've had some really, really cool conversations where people left here level-headed, not screaming at each other, not cutting people out of their lives because they didn't agree with them. And I, I think that's a really important piece too, and kind of going, maybe not something you you expect when you walk into a gym, um, but something that kind of helps you on that holistic point too, is you're, you're understanding other people's walk of life as well. Yeah, we've had some awesome conversations where, you know, people very different uh, ends of the spectrum at the end of the class, kind of hanging out and having uh, really good conversations and still uh, you know, coming in the next day and cheering each other on. Um, and a, a big part of that too was, um, this was actually, I got this from miles mix miles McPherson. Who's a, he leads like the most diverse, um, church in the world. And I think California, but, um, he, he was talking about how you have to create a culture where if someone walks in, um, they need to, feel like uh they're not an outsider and so i think it's important to create a culture where if someone walks in they don't immediately get this thought of oh nobody here looks like me right whether um you know that's because you're new to your fitness journey or you know the color of your skin whatever it's i think it's important to to have a place where um when people walk in, they immediately feel comfortable and whether that's they're greeted with a smile or, you know, they, they don't, they don't see, you know, one type of, of person, which, you know, is it, tough in New Hampshire. Right. But, um, but I think that is important. And so that's, that's uh, why I put it on here. Cause I didn't want, um, you know, I didn't want people to feel uncomfortable when they're, when they're coming in, no matter who they are, or what they look like. And uh, part of that, diversity thing when we're talking about you know skill level or or fitness level I think something that's really special about our our gyms is that it can house and uh allow for the growth of newcomers and athletes who want to be at a high level of competition and to have both of those things coexist is a really fine balance but I think we have it and and it's I've been to gyms that are one or the other 
and I've been to a lot of gyms that are one or the other. And I think it's, it's speaks a lot to um, the culture we have here that they can both coexist and thrive. And there's not like a elitist versus the other people type of thing. Um, it's like, Hey, we're all here to get better. That's, that's it. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter whether you're getting better from here or you get better from here. We're all just here to get better. And that's that. Yeah. And the, the more you're clear on that, the easier it is to, to maintain it. Right. Like in the beginning it was, we weren't really sure, you know, what we wanted to create. And so we had this, like, Oh, let's start like a competitor program and I'm going to put a ton of energy on them. And, and uh, so we've definitely like gone back and forth, but um, in, in the last, you know, five years we've settled on that. And it's, yeah, like you're saying, it, it's, it's so much better and it aligns exactly with like what we feel is, is the best way to, um, create an environment for everybody to see progress. Um, all right, cool. And the next part, um, place to pursue health and fitness in the safest, most effective way possible. So Zach, you kind of talked about this already, but you know, we've obviously chosen CrossFit as our, uh, as our methodology to, to do that. And, um, there's, there's tons of reasons why, but you know, like I've, you know, through my exercise science classes in college, um, through personal training certs and training in globo gyms, like there really is, there was nothing like this out there. And it was just such a shock to the fitness industry. And you see it like bleeding over to, to everywhere now, but, um, yeah, CrossFit really was just a huge revolution, um, where they brought health back into fitness as opposed to like physique and you know getting up on stage with a spray tan and a bikini that was kind of the the goal of fitness and um and bringing it back to health that was that was revolutionary at the time and there's a lot of there's a lot of it now but um but yeah i think crossfit was kind of the catalyst for that yeah i've always i've mentioned this in prior podcast episodes but my kind of cornerstone with why CrossFit, you know, from, from a purely like from my athletic lens, um, for somebody who's played sports my whole life, was a collegiate athlete, has degrees in physical education. And as I've gone through a lot of this, uh, physical, uh, you know, world, the focus on general physical preparedness and kind of the holistic approach to fitness, non-specialization is to me like the, the cornerstone of CrossFit and why I think as a methodology, it is the best thing you can do for yourself. Um, and obviously like if you want to be a world record power lifter, you should power lift. If you want to run a marathon every day, you should be, you should run. Um, but if you just want to be fit and healthy and strong, CrossFit is the, is the stuff, you know, that's, there's really nothing better than that in my opinion i think it's really cool too that like even if you have a specialty maybe you like marathon running or triathletes or whatever your uh event of choice is even in the off season just coming back to crossfit and just having that baseline that general physical preparedness like you said and then maybe when it comes race season you start ramping up your running or whatever it is a little more but having that that base of crossfit is always going to make you ready and i think it's cool to see over the years how many members we've had and even just worldwide how many people are adopting training for those specific events with using CrossFit. Now I see more and more people running their first marathon by doing CrossFit three days a week and then going for moderate runs a couple of days a week as well. I think gone are the days or 
are when you're preparing for a marathon, you have to build up to running 20, 25, 30 miles a week or a day uh, sometimes, or 75, 100 miles a week, uh, where it's just so much on your joints and, and, and you're just burning yourself out. Now are the days that we can go to CrossFit a couple of days a week, do, do some five to 10 mile runs and know that you have that conditioning behind you, both aerobically and aerobically, uh, that you can get through that marathon without having to beat yourself up with hundreds of miles a week. Sure. And, and just in terms of building like a more dynamic person, you know, your ability to respond to, you know, the impending chaos of life, the things that happen, um, CrossFit sets you up to be able to, to handle the uncertain, um, which in a lot of ways kind of, you know, colors life. So for me, it's, it's not just that physical, you know, training methodology, but building yourself as more of a dynamic person that's able to contend with whatever is tossed in your direction and not just built for one thing and handle Mm -hmm. it one way. Um, but having flexibility, not just physical flexibility, but this, um, you know, kind of entire being, uh, being able to take on whatever is, is out there. I think still to this day, some of my favorite things to hear from people who are new to the gym is we know we're going to see, um, we're going to see them progress inside the gym, whether it's weight on the barbell or, or speed on the movements. But I think one of the coolest things is when people come to us sometimes a couple months in and say, you never guess what I did this weekend. And it's like, I went on a hike for the first time in five years, or I went up five flights of stairs at work and I didn't get tired or I brought in all the groceries at one time. Um, and I use like a deadlift method to pick them up. So just stuff like that. Like I think the, the everyday application to everyday life is one of my coolest things to see when, when people start seeing that, it kind of clicks for them. They see that transition from how a deadlift can benefit them in everyday life, how a proper squat can help their back pain and they can move through the day a little better. Um, so I think that real life application is one of my favorite things to, to see kind of the, the light turn on for people. And they realize like, Oh, I, I am getting better. I am. I'm, my baseline is a lot higher now. Uh, and, and where I thought was my limit is now like my, my basement and I can go even higher than that. So I think that's one of the coolest things to see too, is that just that general preparedness, you can tackle anything that life throws at you, um, whether it's in the gym or outside the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people want to be healthy, feel good, look good, feel confident. Um, and then also grow as people and, you know, lead fulfilling lives. And I think CrossFit is just, um, such a great way to do all of that. And, uh, and yeah, like you're saying, Zach, it's, uh, that's, I think I agree. That's kind of the coolest thing when you see people um, just like thriving outside the gym um, because of their training here. And and that's realistically because it's a keystone habit. You know, you build these habits um, where you show up to the gym every day, you challenge yourself every day, and that flips over to other areas of your life uh, inevitably, you know? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we definitely have obviously chosen CrossFit and, uh, we'll continue to <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, and that's not to say, you know, we don't do personal training and all that stuff for, for those that want to dabble in some other realms and stuff, but, um, that's definitely our foundation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good, uh, good point too, not to cut you off. Um, to also touch on that briefly is that while our group classes are going to get you to a great point, sometimes if you have a more specific issue, that could be time for the personal training and reaching out to a coach and, and saying, hey, I need help with this or that. Maybe it's a mobility thing or, or a certain lift. Um, 
but it's important to note that not not all personal issues can be fixed in group classes. We will do our best to address all of them. Um, but please know that the personal training is there for you and, and utilize it when you need it. And it can be very helpful, even just a few sessions here and there, getting some real close one-on-one -on -one time and getting some tips that are, are um, they're going to help you a lot more than just a general tip you might hear in class. So it is important to note that it is available uh, and it is super helpful if you need it. For sure. Um, all right. And then the next piece, um, expert leadership. So this is kind of a tricky one because it's hard to think of yourself as a, <laughs> as a leader sometimes, especially, you know, when a lot of us might be younger than the ones we're training. And that kind of gives it an immediate role of like, you know, leadership and all that. But, um, but I think, you know, leadership can be, can be different for everybody. Like, um, you know, we've, uh, you know, I might look to a member for advice on parenting or something, right. Cause I'm a new parent. Um, and they can look to me for advice on, um, gaining weight, getting healthy, whatever it is, something that I've gone through, you know? So I think, um, the, the key is that coaches have, um, have the ability they've been there and they have the ability to, to guide others, um, through the process. And so that's, you know, with, whenever we bring on a coach through the, the internship or, you know, hiring them on the first thing we talk about is the definition of a coach. Um, and you know, the, it all derives from back when there was the coach and buggy, right? Like they, they were people who had gone down a path um, before and so they know how to they know how to get there and so they take others with them in the in the most effective um, or like the, the straightest line possible right so that's kind of how we should think of ourselves um, as coaches um, but also you know like you know I, the, the biggest part of that is personal growth right we're always trying to to better ourselves and that's how you're going to help people get better. Um, so yeah, you guys are familiar with that. We, we've, we've talked about this at length, but. Yeah. And part of that is being, viewing yourself as a professional, right. Taking, taking this role seriously and um, you know, having the qualifications to back that up, having the knowledge and the skills to back that up and then putting it into practice and, and just setting a good example with your actions. And like you just said, Eric, if, if we're not actively living the lifestyle, doing the things, and we're telling other people to do it, uh, it doesn't work, right? You, you need to be practicing what you preach. So if you're talking to somebody about discipline or you're talking to somebody about certain movement and you have to focus on this, this is the important piece, but then you're not doing it yourself, then um, that, come, that shines through to, to almost everybody. So, uh, you know, a big part of coaching and leadership to me is, is just being – being what you want to teach, um, being what you're trying to impart on people. For sure. And then going off of what you guys are saying too, is we're, we're, we're not only telling you guys that we want you to be better every day, but we're trying to get better every day. I think we're, we're the forever students. Um, I hate the term expert. I don't like when people use the term expert because that kind of denotes that you know everything about a certain topic and you can't possibly learn anymore. 
Uh, and from our standpoint, I know I can speak for you guys too, is we're always trying to learn. We're always trying to, how can we be a little better as a coach? How can we connect to our athletes a little better? Um, can we learn some new cues that may work for someone else that doesn't work for someone? Um, so how can we bring better value to you guys? So um, for those listening, please know that we are, we are the forever students and we are always trying to become, become better, not only to teach you guys, but like Tyler was saying too, we're trying to better ourselves so we can help better you guys as well and, and, and live the life we're trying to give to you. Yeah. I think any, any type of leader or when you're giving advice, you have to be humble. Otherwise it's um, otherwise it's, it's like a, a dangerous road, right? Like when, when we first started, we made tons of, tons of mistakes um, whether that's like programming and specifically, you know, doing movements like, I remember we did like something that like still makes me queasy as we used to do behind the neck push jerks in wads. And we did that like once or twice when we first opened and I was, and thinking about it now, it's like horrible or like we've changed things like, you know, handstand pushups. We used to allow people to do three ab mats and, you know, doing little tiny range of motion. And stuff. So you know, we definitely evolved um, and CrossFit as a, as a training methodology has evolved too. like um, people like Kelly Starrett, who are these uh, physical therapists who open up CrossFits and just bring this wealth of knowledge from the, from the physical therapy side of things. Um, and, you know, Mike Bergner, USAW Olympic weightlifting coach brings, you know, all this knowledge. And so it's, it's definitely a, a, a process um, and always, always trying to be better. For sure. Um, all right. And the last piece is thriving into their 90s. So we, I changed this. This was the only thing I've changed in the last, I don't know, seven years or so about the, about the, um, the mission statement. So it used to be kick ass into their 90s, but we changed it to thrive into their 90s to make it a little more, uh, I don't know, approachable, professional, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so thriving into the 90s. Um, I think that's just long-term health and fitness, um, not just quick fixes. Like we want people to, um, adapt this lifestyle to carry them into their nineties or, or beyond, you know? Um, and so I think that's a important piece, a good way to finish it off. Yeah. To me, it's like the, I guess in a way that the length of life versus the quality of life. And like, if you can if you can extend your quality of, you know, your ability to stand on your own two feet um, and do your daily tasks and have, have a high work capacity for your age, uh, then, you know, it, it only adds to those later years of your life. And uh, I think CrossFit has shown to do that and to give, give uh, especially the, um, you know, that people on the older end of the spectrum, an ability to stay more self-sufficient, self-reliant for longer. Um, and that, you know, you think about that, that's a massive uh, goal to shoot for. Yeah. When we look at the, um, the average age in America, the, the age of death is 78 years old and that it just seems so young. And I feel like for a long time, hearing someone live into their nineties was like an anomaly. Like your, your friend's grandmother was 90 years old and you're like, Oh my gosh, like that's crazy. You don't hear a lot about a lot of people living to their nineties. And 
I, I think we're going to see with this this generation of, of CrossFit and people being more conscious of their health, we are going to see that that average age go up. But like you said, too, that quality of life is going to go up. We don't want you to live into your 90s and be spend the last 20 years of your life not being able to move out of your chair um, or be on a ventilator or, or, or oxygen. We want you to be able to, to thrive, like the mission statement says, into your 90s. Be able to see your grandkids, great-grandkids, great-great-grandkids graduate and go out hiking with them and play ball with them and and be able to move around and enjoy your life and enjoy a long life and have all those health markers in the right direction and not have to worry about, um, or not worry as much about being sick or in a hospital the last few years of your life. So um, I think we're in a, a really unique time where society is kind of pulling us out of this, this TV dinner sugar generation where we're not perfect yet and we probably never will be perfect, but we're making a lot of changes to our lifestyle and our diet and more people are focused on bettering themselves that we will see generations to come live a lot longer and, and, and have a lot more quality of life as well. Yeah. We're, that reminds me. We're, so a big part of this, you know, reminds me of, um, so I meet with Brandon Lanatza, shout out to Nashville family chiropractic <laughs> every week. And, um, we've been talking about creating a blue zone in Nashville like he's this is a big mission of his for a long time and it, you know it, it's a, a mission of, of mine for a long time and so we've been talking about I don't know if you guys have heard of blue zones but they're mm -hmm. basically places where communities thrive in um, and lead you know very healthy long long lives um, and someone wrote a book about it um, but uh, but I, I came up with a slogan for him I just texted him when I was thinking about this podcast and uh, you know it's it's basically we're saying we don't want to just keep people alive which is kind of like the current healthcare system we want to keep we want to allow people to be able to thrive and uh, and so yeah I mean who knows what'll happen down the road but we've been talking about you know creating some sort of um, way where we can make a blue zone in our in our area and um yeah he, he's a good partner for this and he's looking for other people so um that that definitely aligns with our our mission and it'd be cool to find other businesses and people that also align with that um but yeah who, who knows what the future holds hopefully we can expand our our reach to more than just people inside the gym with um a, a big thing this year we want to try to give back to our immediate communities um, and then see how we can in, improve our reach, whether that's giving three, free, uh, free talks for people to get information if, you know, maybe they can't, um, afford CrossFit right now, um, or, or can't be inside the gym. Um, but that's, that's kind of the next stepping stone is seeing how we can, how we can reach more people, um, and improve their lives. Um, so part of that for us, I mean, if, uh, if you're out there listening to this and you know of somebody who, who has a desire to grow and needs some help doing it, right. Needs some guidance, um, needs a community that's going to get behind them and, and, uh, coaches who are going to push them and keep them accountable, then please send them our way, right. CrossFit, South Egan, CrossFit, Nashua, um, anywhere in, in the Southern New Hampshire, Northern Mass area. Um, we'd love for you guys to walk in and have a chat with one of our coaches and um, get you on board, right? Hopefully get you on the path to being better.
Uh, and if you need help with that, make sure you subscribe to our podcast because one of our future episodes coming up is going to be how to talk to your friends and family about doing CrossFit. So how to yes. cut past the stigma, uh, how, to, how to get them to understand what we're doing here. And you can even show them this episode if you want to and send them our way and we'd be happy to talk to them. Well, we appreciate you guys spending your time with us here as always. And uh, if you enjoyed the the video and if you enjoyed the audio, feel free to drop us a like and a comment and share this if you feel like there's somebody out there who, who would benefit from hearing it. So um, we appreciate all you guys and your time and see you next episode.